What are people from Illinois? <laughs> Fibs. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Flatlanders. Yeah. Illinoisans, I believe. So what, so what which about, is funny. Which is funny because it has the word annoy in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people from Oregon? Oregonian. Oregonian? Okay. Weren't they the people that don't know how to pump their own gas? Yeah, we covered that. Oh, you covered that already? Right. <laughs> or, well, we will. Well, we will cover that next week. Yeah. Okay. See, you're making me do, now you're making me do the shtick. <laughs> wow, Dave, how'd you know? Welcome to Nerdburger! Episode 251. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy and a dog and some dust mites probably in our eyelashes. They are necessary dust mites. Do they have a purpose? I would assume. We've They're got, like we've got all sorts of little critters living on us that have a that have a purpose. Do they groom us? Like the little hairs that are too small for us to bother with, with our giant bratwurst fingers. <laughs> I guess. Hi, Mike. Hi, Craig. <laughs> Shall we talk to our guest? Yes. Oh, who's this? I recognize the guest, but not the music. New music. Hey. What's up, Dave? Hey, Mike. How's it going? The music uh, is the music I used uh, for the Addictive Alchemy campaign, so loyal backers like Craig will recognize it. Okay. This was in the video. I remember it now. And I paid for the licensing to use on all podcasts that I'm on when I paid for the licensing, so it's covered. Twitch, shut it down, shut it down! (laughs) Also, there are three forms of symbiosis, as you might remember from your biology class. Uh, There's... (laughs) There is the relationship where... Might being the operative word there. Yeah. No, but there's a relationship where both organisms benefit. There's a relationship where one organism benefits and the other is just kind of neutral. And then there's the third one where one benefits and the the other organism is hard. And that's parasitism. Okay, that sounds sounds familiar, I guess. There's also the relationship where neither one of them benefit and they they just continue on with it because it's all they know. (laughs) And that's what Mike and I have. They continue on because one of them is stubborn and the other one... Isn't going to be the one to drop the ball. <laughs> Wait, has this just been a giant game of chicken between you two, not missing a single episode for this many years? Four years and nine months of... Wow. Not going to be me. <laughs> I am impressed. We only just admitted to that last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it's going to come down to is one of us is going to die. <laughs> that's, and that's the winner is going to be the one who lived. They will be the winner in multiple ways. <laughs> they sort were. of like the, the two guys with the the pants that they gifted back and forth <laughs> the, the, with each the pair other. of pants that they yeah it stopped when they accidentally burned them <laughs> is that not what happened they burned right one of them was trying to encase them in glass yes and he damaged the pants burned them and then and then burned them all up and put them in an urn and gave them to the other guy <laughs> saying you win have, have you been paying attention? It was a couple of guys who kept regifting the same pair of pants back and forth, but they would always put the gift, put the, the pants in a more and more difficult container to open, mm. including 
Encasing like, it in concrete. Encasing it in reinforced concrete. <laughs> putting it in, one of my favorite is putting it inside yeah, the, car, the car. and then having Crushing it, it into a three-foot cube, <laughs> delivering it to their house, and with a note that says the pants are in the glove compartment. <laughs> That's amazing. And somehow they didn't, where they weren't damaged in that process. Over the course of like 20 years they did this. I can't believe they weren't damaged in the crushed car. <laughs> that's the, that's how the story goes so what's new dave you may have noticed that i was resisting the urge to speak up before my intro music and it wasn't just because it was new music it was because on the drive over here i started thinking about dave as a guest on nerd burger bingo where all the tropes of when i'm a guest on your show would kind of come out for example interrupt craig before i'm introdu- introduced that would be the middle space. Yeah, that would be the you middle space. You get that space. one for free. That's happens all the time. Yep. <laughs> also, interrupt Craig during the opening music before he's had a chance to even start talking. Yeah. Uh, interrupt Craig during the closing music mm-hmm. while he's doing his outro. Um, let's see. Commenting on how I almost got lost or did get lost on the way to your house because I'm not a guest often enough to have the exact directions memorized. <laughs> I'm, I remarked to Mike earlier today that I sent I sent you his address the address for the studio here, I think this was the fifth or sixth time yeah. now, in I, four and a half years. Now, <laughs> you keep misplacing it? or I switched phones. I uh, think it got saved on the old phone, but didn't get synced to Google. Because I've, I've given the address to certain guests multiple times. Yeah. It's, you're not the only one. <laughs> but, yeah, but, nope. But, I, but you are saved. If I'd, I thought I'd saved you in my contacts, but you are saved in my contacts now. I don't, uh-huh. I don't have a picture. We'll get a picture when we're offline. Uh, so that's 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 perfectly fine <laughs> to continue the bingo card uh let's see um the bingo card <laughs> pausing and forgetting what i was going to say uh that's that would be one that i often do yeah, yeah. there we go not knowing about something that mike and i are talking about yeah that, well that's pretty much constantly <laughs> yeah. uh let's see i already did all the interrupting right um, oh you're gonna interrupt more but i, I understand <laughs> what you're trying to say yes <laughs> Making a comment that you don't want to just talk about your games. Oh, making a comment I don't want to just talk about my games. That's, that's, a, that's a standard. We should do this with all of our guests now. Four and a half, four, four years and nine months later. Like next time each person's in, we'll see like, okay, what are the tropes for you? What are the things that you always do or say? <laughs> that that they they each recognize and then we can fill in the blanks for them on the ones that they miss. Point out, <laughs> point out the dozen or so things that they haven't noticed about their appearances. That's, that's a good point. What haven't I noticed or what what have I likely not noticed? Um, you were one um, of the better speakers. You were one of the better like enunciators, and you tend you tend to wait your turn. You do interrupt, but you do it, I think, usually for a reason. Whereas, like some people get excited and they just can't they stop just, yeah. themselves. You have uh, good. Mi- you've always had good mic technique. Oh, wow! But you, you, I think we covered that. You were you had practice before. I've been yeah I've, yeah I've been a host or co-host for some radio shows in the past, but I was never I never had like a communication courses or anything like that. Right. So. I, I probably don't pop my peas. <laughs> you don't peak the mic as in as Michael likes to put it when he gets loud. Yeah, yeah he pretty much, you know, sits back about a foot. <laughs> it just shouts and just the shouts. Hey guys! <laughs> now, I've dated an inordinate number of DJs as well, so I've picked up a few things over the years. It's, no, it's really weird. Dave, Dave's got a type. <laughs> Apparently, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dying it's not, industry too, a, so that's it's, not a good sign. Yeah, it's not a look. Yeah, Dave's type is not a look or a, or a body type or a hair color. Yep. It's a voice. <laughs> a DJ. Dying industry. You better make up your mind I quick, know, huh? Right. Well, you're going to just have to start dating podcasters. Oh, yeah, there we go. Hey, I know. well. So are you uh, seeing anybody right now, Mike? <laughs> um, I'm the married one. Means so... nothing. <laughs> We've talked about this. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, I meant I'm already taken. Oh. 
Not interested in a polyamorous relationship? No. <laughs> Nor one with a man. <laughs> That's fair. That's Which is where you were going with that. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you're right. I just that was, I was... <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that sign. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, using inside information that I that has been spoken about before we were recording. So, for example, I might make a reference like, "Oh, you know, it would be weird if Ray was your guest next week, even though you had just told me before we started recording that you pre-recorded that episode." Yeah. Pretending like I have some precognitive abilities—that's another that's... Dave trick. <laughs> That's that's a third thing, and that's one of my tropes. Oh, you do that as well. Pointing out the fact that, yeah, pointing out when we're recording early yeah. and making a big making a shtick out of it every single time, like right now. But we didn't do it during <laughs> Ray's episode, though. It's not the point. <laughs> and it wasn't me; it was Dave that did it. <laughs> I, I noticed, not in that episode. I noticed that you didn't let it lie, though. You decided you had to chime in and make a thing out of it. Oh uh-huh. well, yeah. All right, anyway. And then the final one, talking about how I always dread doing the podcast, and then when I get on, I always have a great time and wonder why I dread it. I'm that way with editing the podcast. Well, that's, I always dread that's editing work. it, but then when I'm listening to it, I, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> get them all out right now so I can just copy, paste, 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 paste. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, now let's let's not Uh-oh. do that. Let's, let's let's not do Uh-oh. this. Oh, let's not do this. It's just yeah. mess with Mike. Yeah, that's fair. What's news, Mike? I'm glad you asked, and I'm not ready. <laughs> One of Mike's tropes. Yeah, is fair enough? So, were you guys yeah. outside on New Year's, like New Year's Eve, like when the ball dropped and all that? No, no, it was cold. Oh, oh it was nuts. So, and you're from up north, dare hey. I am just like you guys. Uh, I'm from Michigan, though, so yes. across the pond. Is uh, that or a pond? Is that uh, does that make you a Michigander? Michigander is the correct term. What's a Wisconsinite? I think it is. I was thinking about this before the show, actually. And oh wait, um, women from Michigan are they are they Michig Michigan geese? I think it's just all Michiganders. With all the commercials Mich- I ever had, they just said Michiganders. <laughs> She's a Michigoose. Um, no, I was thinking about the whole Wisconsinite thing. Mm-hmm. And is that, I couldn't think of another state that does that. It's either you're like a Georgian or. Yeah, A-N is A-N pretty is standard. That's, that's a lot Michigan of them. Californian, kind of Oregonian, of that. Ian, Oregonian, Washingtonian. North and South Carolinian. And they changed the. Uh, I don't know what Dakota people are. Are they Dakotan? Dakotan. Yeah, they they change the uh, the vowel sounds too when they go to the ends. You see a lot of times it's Washington, but you're a Washington Washingtonian. Washingtonian. Tonian. What are, Washingtonian. What are, what are people from Illinois? <laughs> Fibs. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Flatlanders. Yeah. Illinoisans, I believe. So what? So what which about, is funny? Which is funny because it has the word "annoy" in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people from Oregon? Oregonian. Oregonian? Okay. Weren't they the people that don't know how to pump their own gas? Yeah, we covered that. Oh, you covered that already? Right. <laughs> or, well, we will. Well, we will cover that next week. Yeah. Now, okay. See, you're making me do, now you're making me do the shtick. Wow, Dave, how'd you know? What, know. What, do you, what do you got in the news? <laughs> well, uh, wait, hey, we got to finish the ite thing first. Okay. So other than Wisconsinite and Israelite, what other ites are there? <laughs> Sodomite, technically. Well, uh, no, well yeah, I mean, Sodom was a place. There were that's Sodomites. True. That's they, true. They were actual people. 
Before it was a slur. Craig's Googling. Uh, it's impossible to search. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think about it if it comes to you later. And meanwhile, we'll move on to All right. the news. Uh-oh. So, season 11, last week. And again tonight, if you're listening to this on the day it posts. Cause <laughs> Spoilers. Because X-Files, like Nerdburger, is on Wednesdays now. <laughs> well, Nerdburger's always been on Wednesdays, but X-Files is on Wednesdays. So you guys are competing with X-Files? Not really. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> if we are, I want to know where the ad money is going because I haven't seen it. I noticed you looked at Craig just to fill in <laughs> the blanks for the people listening in. <laughs> Craig's busy looking up heights. Yeah, I am, I am actually. <laughs> Did you find a map? I'm just looking at the map. I'm just going through what, what, what I know and where one's called. I can see something that looks like a map reflected in your glasses. Um, yeah, so Dave, do you watch the X-Files? I watched last season. I haven't watched this. You haven't seen yet, this yeah. one yet. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead and spoil it. Well, I'll try not to. No, no, um, no. I give you permission. Well, I have news items that are about it in general. So. Just, just do it. Well, first of all, um, a couple of days before the season premiere, we've had news, and it wasn't really news because she had mentioned it at a con back in October. But Jillian Anderson um, confirmed she's this is it, season eleven. She's done. She's not going to do any more X Files. Um, somebody managed to get uh, a reaction from Chris Carter on this now that it's actually official uh, right in the lead up to the season 11 premiere and uh, Chris Carter said he did not craft the last episode as a series finale quote there are a lot more X-Files stories to tell whether we get to tell them is a question mark Fast forward to Wednesday, the day of the premiere, just a couple of days later, and Chris Carter totally backs down on that statement <laughs> and says, For me, The X-Files is Mulder and Scully. I think it w if it were without Scully, I wouldn't do it. That's not my X-Files. <laughs> well, which one is it, genius? Well, and didn't they basically set up all last season to introduce the new two new characters that could potentially replace Mulder and Scully? Wasn't that like half of last Einstein season? and Miller? Because yeah. yeah. that because that goes well when they take the series that long running with the character character dynamics that have been developed and they replace yeah. them with like near misses of or, like characters that are almost like them but not or, them. Or if they get rid of one of Those the, one of the, well. one of the characters, which the X Files has experienced already, yeah, and and led to. Um, it getting canceled a couple of seasons later. Wyomingite. Wyomingite. Oh. I don't even feel like they're trying mm. with that one, to be honest with you. Well, I was, I was, because I was looking through the map and I got to Wyoming. I was like, that's a tough one. Ing. What is it? So yeah, I looked what do you, it up. What do you add on to ing? Yeah. Um, and New Jersey can go New Jerseyan or New Jerseyite. Yeah, of course they can. <laughs> so that's also, people off. that can't pump their own gas. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, what's news, Craig? Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen the uh, trailer for Alita Battle Angel? I have not. No. What's that? Uh, it's video a game? It's a movie. Damn it. <laughs> it totally, it sounds like totally, totally sounds video like game. a video game. <laughs> wow, I thought I was uh, 100% on that. Anyway, it's a movie. <clears throat> Um, what's it based on? Is it based on a video game? It sounds game? like it's based anime. on an anime. It has to be I think it's based an anime. on an anime or a yeah. video game. Um, has a uh, CGI enhanced character. The main mm. character, Alita, is 
CGI enhanced. It's the actress. It's an actress. Did okay. they make her eyes Rosa, make her mouth small? We're then? getting there. Okay. Rosa Salazar. She's she's CGI'd up um, because she's an artificial person. So like one arm is like robotic, but it's polymer. Like so, it's like it looks like kind of plasticky. Um, and other things about yeah. her. And one of the things they did was they took the eyes and boop. You know. Yeah. Then they kind bumped of bumped them by about twenty five percent. Didn't they do that a little bit with? And I can't think of the name of the character, but on Avengers. Not Avengers, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I actually was, when I was watching it, because I knew about this news item, and I was wondering, the character is Mantis. Mantis, thank you, And I was wondering, did they do anything with her eyes? They did. No. They did something to her face, though. No. What did they do? That is her face. This is what they did. They used makeup with a skilled makeup artist, and they gave her black contacts. That is her eyes. Because They did not enlarge her eyes. Because all makeup effects. I respect that. Well, then why was she, did she have dots all over her, her face during filming? Because she, they had, they put the antenna on her. Oh, is it was for the antenna. Okay. To track her face so that they could uh, map the antenna. So I just assumed her. that they had done other stuff to her face nope, as According well. to her, this, I read an interview with her and according to her, she said she was very impressed. Because um, she doesn't look anything like that in real life. Um, and they did it all with, it's just a really, wow. really nice shading and shadow and use, okay. use of makeup. And then of course the contacts that make her. Eyes black, so that you don't know what she's actually looking at. <laughs> and for the record, um, I'm fish. I'm going to state it officially now. I've watched uh, those, both of those Guardians of the Galaxy movies multiple times now. Drex is officially my favorite character. Let's hope Michael's There's... wrong and he doesn't die. <laughs> in in the in the what's the in our prediction coming out in Avengers: The One Infinity with War all, with all 87 characters. <laughs> Marvel in characters. It. Um, I would like also like to point out that um, Dave, you just saw me do one of my tropes which one which is, is to derail craig oh from actually, his news item actually i got quite a ways into the news item before he derailed me he likes to derail derail me in the first second the first like sentence. the first sentence i get like halfway through the first sentence and he immediately he takes a word and he's like oh do you mean like it's a blah blah, blah. And it's like let me read the story but uh yeah the, the question here is like did they is this i thing gonna make moviegoers go it's the uncanny valley and you know the, the anime people aren't going to care no. but like the general public are going to be like look at this and be like that's a little creepy and that's weird unsettling. to look at yeah. like yeah it's, it makes me a little uncomfortable so that's kind of the question um the trailer was uh in front of last jedi when i saw it <laughs> That's where I first saw it. And I was like, well, I'm just kind of watching it. And it was kind of interesting. There's, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Christoph Waltz is in it. Mm-hmm. A couple other actors that I recognize. And I didn't really know her. And then I'm like, I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh, they did the eyes. Let's <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> see how this goes. I don't have a problem with it personally, but there will perhaps be people flipping out. It, it, and it's not crazy like anime. It's like her eyes aren't three times bigger. Mm-hmm. They're 25, 40. Just percent. enough to notice. Enough to be very noticeable. She did big eyes. Does... I think I saw that trailer and I didn't, uh, I don't remember. Anyway, there you go. That may be a good sign, actually, if you don't remember that. It means that it, it, it wasn't that a bad. bad way. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Um, speaking of uh, Avengers, I uh-huh. didn't, that's just, I do that on purpose. The clunkiest segue possible. One of his things. He, That's he also really, one of my things. He really the, reaches for segue. Yeah, comments. the bad segue. Um, the segue stretch. See, he's even segueing his segue. He's yeah. segueing the joke. Well, about I'm segueing the segue, and I'm also adding in another one of my tropes, which is forced alliteration. Mm. <laughs> I thought 
thought it was the oh, dead that air. was some super forced alliteration. And now I'm now I'm um I'm derailing myself. <laughs> Terrible forced alliteration going on at the botanical gardens. I went to the the holiday lights. Were they calling them the botanical gardens? <laughs> <laughs> or the botanical gardens that no. kind of forced the, okay no no but they had all of the different areas named in alliterative with an alliterative name like the um the orbs the lit up orbs that look like christmas tree shapes sort of but then also other shapes in the the oval in front of the conservatory mm-hmm. um they light up and the light changes to music they call them orchestral orbs but it's not orchestral it's not orchestral music music. it's like (laughs) jingle bell rock and stuff like that um and there were a few others i don't remember what they were but i but i noticed the sign with all of them and i'm like holy crap they're all alliter they're all alliteration and and i said what what is this the uh alliteration arena where we see the orchestral orbs and the alliteration arena anyway so um I kind of wish that there was a feature in the whole podcasting technology where when Craig shakes his head disapprovingly, there's a way to notify the listener. I think it would enhance the experience. Okay. Suggestion. Hmm. A a new trope for you, Dave. Okay. You could narrate Craig's physical movements. (laughs) Okay. No, no. no, We don't need a new trope like that. (laughs) For example, Craig just shook his head disapprovingly. (laughs) Now he's now he's not now he's like nodding in agreement. Oh, the we should do a show eye. log and then read it back later. Craig nods in agreement. Craig <laughs> Craig is disgusted with what Mike did. How far do you think he'll go? How far do you think he'll go <laughs> with narrating his show again? How far do you think he'll go with narrating my actions when my actions are pummeling him? Do you think he'll continue to point out how I'm pummeling him? Ooh, I can make it NPR dry if you do it. I promise. <laughs> how to write good? Avoid alliteration always. Prepositions are not words to end sentences with. With. <laughs> Avoid cliches like the plague. They're old hat. <laughs> Eschew ampersands and abbreviations, etc. And of course, the and is actually an ampersand. Mm-hmm. One should never generalize. <laughs> Comparisons are as bad as cliches. Mm-hmm. Be more or less specific. <laughs> Sentence fragments? Eliminate. <laughs> Exaggeration is a billion times worse than understatement. Parenthetical remarks, however relevant, are unnecessary. <laughs> and number 11 is who needs rhetorical questions? I don't know. Who does? Moving along. Oh, news? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, so, you know, the, uh, they call it, uh, what's the name of it? It's the Helicarrier. In yeah. Avengers, yeah, mm-hmm. the big flying aircraft carrier, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so that could be uh, come become a reality soon with uh, our air force. Not really. <laughs> Where's this going? Well, no, it's just a story about uh, the air force uh, is going to test a flying aircraft carrier developed by DARPA. We know who DARPA is, DARPA, right? DARPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Yeah. So they have a, it's quote, flying aircraft carrier. Um, if you were expecting to see a helicarrier, you would be very disappointed because all it is is a modified C-130 that spits out drones. Like little, 
tiny drones that they call gremlins. <laughs> oh, fun. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, it's boy. Just, it's, I didn't read the rest of it because it was so disappointing. Yeah, like, is... flying aircraft carrier, awesome! Oh, crap. That, that may be Click the clickbaitiest bait. news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nasdaq.com. Why do I care about that? I'm going to invest in DARPA now because of Kremlins? I don't know. Oh, did you listen to uh, or watch um, Jeopardy lately? Nope. You know, every so often somebody, well, let's just play it. Now, a song by Coolio from Dangerous Minds goes back in time to become a 1667 John Milton classic. Nick, what is Gangster's Paradise Lost? Yes. Our judges have reevaluated one of your responses a few moments ago, Nick. You said gangsters instead of gangstas on that song by Coolio. No. So we take 3,200 away from you. So you are now in second place. Lisa, you have the lead. <laughs> oh, that's lame. That, that's, that's a dick move, Trebek. I hope your brain surgery goes Whoa. well, douchebag. First of all, the judges pulled that one back off the t- <laughs> off the point total. I said I hoped his brain surgery went well. <laughs> then I called him a douchebag. Well, he went along with the judges. Yeah, Alex well, Trebek he has had to. to have brain he's surgery. the host. He doesn't. No, that's unfortunate. He doesn't make that call. Um, yeah, I think he's fine. Spelling I think he had is, it already because spelling is important, and so is pronunciation. The song's not called "Gangsters Paradise." Sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jeopardy is a precise show. You I can't know. just kind of close to getting the answer correct. Okay. <laughs> who are three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> Technically, <laughs> a correct answer. It's just not the correct answer they were looking for. Well, <laughs> Gangster's Paradise wasn't I have even not, the correct answer. I have not watched Cheers in decades, and it just keeps coming up on the show. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I don't know why you're looking at me, man. Mike looks at Dave. That's that's Dave from has when, no comment. That's from when Cliff was on Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> Named off people. He's like those who were three people who have not been in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anything? What do we got next? Up? Or do you want follow up news? Sure. This is quite timely because you're here, Dave. Awesome. Remember the bird watching article we made fun of? We, I, was, I was hoping we were gonna do that again. Really? Craig, Craig hated it so much. <laughs> Craig crosses arms and shakes head disapprovingly. <laughs> yeah, it's not about bird watching, but there was one. There was something in the bird watching article that we learned. Remember, it was uh, all the all of the uh, Br- Britainified terms mm-hmm. that we were trying to guess what mm-hmm. they meant. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so there, <laughs> there's a new a new craze. Uh, on the West Coast, uh, in the Silicon Valley area in particular, um, that are, that has health and safety types very concerned. Um, people are paying exorbitant amounts of money for what they are calling raw water. Oh, I heard about this. Okay. Remember vegan raw cakes, mm-hmm. which was non-dairy, non-wheat stuff that was formed into stuff that looked like baked goods, but I don't think it was actually baked, was what, was what those were. Yeah, so now, can you, you care to guess what raw water is? <laughs> Just water straight from the tap? Not even. It's like you go to a 
natural spring and just scoop it out and put it right in the bottle. Don't do anything to it. Don't test it. Don't nothing. So you just you could be drinking a mud puddle for all you know. The um, it was selling for thirty six ninety nine, and uh, for a I'm sorry for a two and a half gallon jug, and then the New York Times wrote a think piece on it, praising it as a trend. Ooh, guess what these people are doing? This is a trend piece. At which point the price shot up to sixty dollars and 99 cents that's six zero dollars for two and a half gallons which is something like 24 25 dollars a gallon for dirty filthy water <laughs> it might look clear but it's not i think that's more expensive than printer toners <laughs> <laughs> wait is that the replacement printer toner or the, the printer toner that comes with your printer that is actually cheaper to buy a new printer than it is to buy more toner, replacement yeah. toner. Well, the manufacturer's replacement toner, anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Food safety expert Bill Marler. Marler. Uh, he read the New York Times piece and got confused because he thought it was a headline from The Onion at first. <laughs> it's um, the world we live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Unfiltered, untreated, unsterilized spring water. There are startups in San Francisco, dedicated to uh, gathering untreated water to bring to Burning Man because they, they, they expect the demand to be off the charts at this year's Burning Man. <laughs> and one of, uh, one of those um, uh, startups is uh, run by the founder of Juicero. <laughs> That's the $400 machine that squeezes it, a bag it squeezes juice that you lines. can squeeze with your own hands nice <laughs> and, but it's wi-fi enabled so that's something right yeah so this guy is involved in he's trying to make money off of dirty water so speaking of gremlins have you guys seen gremlins recently like have you rewatched it <laughs> craig has so i rewatched it recently for the first time since i was a little kid and the dad he has all those crazy kooky inventions I just can't help but feel like this raw water and juice squeezer really come out of the Gremlins movie, which <laughs> makes me wonder if DARPA's all behind it with their new Gremlin initiative. <laughs> well, you know, he did have the uh, the automatic juicer that that the wife went, uses went nuts poorly. And... That <laughs> that thing it takes a... her it takes her forever to get an orange into the thing in the first place, and then when it finally and she can't get it going, can't get it going, can't get it going, and it finally goes, it sprays everywhere. It sprayed probably. From one orange, probably five oranges yeah. worth of juice. That is a miracle machine. Could, I mean, world that hunger was, could be resolved yeah. with that device. They were, they were getting juice out of the pulp in that thing. Or out of the uh, the rind, I mean. Yeah. Out of the seeds and the skin. My favorite was the bathroom buddy. <laughs> Which had everything that you would have in your medicine it was like cabinet. A you know, like, except thing. the razor. Like, the version two, he's like, I'm, I've added a razor. I'm like, how's that not the second thing you put in the bathroom, buddy, besides a toothbrush? But it had, like, uh, it had... When it spooched out the shaving the cream. The shaving cream, like, yeah. all over the place. And toothpaste, and... Yeah. He was really a terrible inventor. Yeah. Really terrible. What did mom do for a living? Because I they weren't living something. off of his stuff. <laughs> was she a real estate agent? They, Billy they, was supporting them with his illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he work at the at the movie theater? Or was, was the that bank. was that her? He worked at the bank. No, they oh, just okay. blew up the movie theater. <laughs> he worked next to Kate. He was a teller. 
Oh, they both worked at the bank. Yep. And she was a bartender. Yes. Yep. Oddly enough, courthouse square. With Judge Reinhold playing the covered. heavy. Yeah. Covered <laughs> One, in, covered like the only snow. time the only time Judge Reinhold has ever played the heavy. He's the bad guy. He's the number <laughs> he's like the number two bad guy. Yeah. After Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> nothing really happened with him, as I recall, either, right? It was cut out. Oh, was it? In the novelization. Because I've read I read the novelization oh, back when I was in junior high. Um in the in the novelization, which is based off of the script, mm-hmm. when they cut the scene out, um, they find uh, Kate and Billy find him later, and he has lost his mind. Like he has gone insane. Oh, that would have been so cool. Yeah, they decided that was a little too dark for at the time a PG movie. They shot an old woman out a window across the street. Mm-hmm. PG Christmas movie. <laughs> that was the era. Gremlins <laughs> and Gremlins and and Temple of Doom and and that was. That that Temple created was PG thirteen though, right? No, those those two movies created PG thirteen. Oh, I had always they were both I always, PG. I'd, I'd never heard that about Gremlins. I thought it was uh, it was just Temple of Doom by itself. I think there were like two or three that were all part of that. Hmm. Unfiltered, untreated water, even from the cleanest streams, can contain animal feces, which spreads. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Giardia leads to symptoms such as vomiting and diarrhea, and results in roughly. 4,600 hospitalizations a year. Also in untreated raw water, hepatitis A, which was previously um, eliminated. Now it's back in California. (laughs) What else is back in California? All those things you get your children vaccinated for. E. coli, one of your uh, classic standards there of dirty things. You got to have your poop bacteria. Oh, what else can you get from untreated water? Cholera. <laughs> Yet another one of those diseases we've eliminated. I call forward to next week's Oregon discussion. <laughs> hey, people need to play bingo when they listen to Nerdburger, right? I'm just helping them out. Make the Nerdburger bingo cards. We'd have to have a different one for each guest. Right. So that there'll be some spaces that are based on Mike and I, and then some are the specific to the guest and we could even bury some of the ones with me and Mike so that it's a game's a little different every time this episode's getting a little grim with all of the cholera and E. coli and food poisoning and brain parasites I'm just throwing in some extra things that unfiltered water Molaram. yeah uh, Temple of Doom and Gremlins Gremlins came out right, like everybody flipped out at Temple of Doom and then Gremlins came out <laughs> like a, a couple months later and that's where it started estrogen and birth control uh, that's what's causing fish to spontaneously change sex that's unfiltered water as well. So, you know, all that. Well, that'll be fun. All that, all that stuff. In San Francisco? <laughs> Isn't there estrogen in uh, soy milk, too, and soy products? Yeah, just a very small amount, though. I think that's how Jeremy Piven grew boobs. He drank too much, just drinking like three gallons of soy milk a day. Well, you got to watch the league. <laughs> There's a character well, that who goes on a, on a high soy diet, and then the, the whole his whole arc for the episode is how he's growing boobs and eventually nursing. <laughs> <laughs> he filled himself up with so much soy milk that there's, it started to come back out. There's a little kid that actually latches, and yeah, it gets oh, really... Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And it's Paul Shear with that giant gap between his teeth. He was the one who shared the 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 picture of the thing about Star Wars that we'll talk about next week. Never mind. And um, yeah, so who wrote that book, Love in the Time of Raw Water? <laughs> I don't know. 
love in the time of raw water. Afraid we're gonna have to take those points back. <laughs> raw water? No, it's raw water with an A. <laughs> That's it for my news. This isn't really news, but it's fun. I've been sitting on this for a while. We haven't quite. I want to bring this up here because I know. I, know. Uh, I think this is a fun-free zone. I know. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not carrying my own weight today. Um. Oh, do you not have news? I've got plenty of news. I've got my game. You know. Oh, 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 you know okay. when. Uh, Sometimes people will mix mix up an idiom. They'll they'll combine two idioms into another idiom. When something's easy to is do, there, is there like a um when something's like a blender machine that you can buy specifically for mixing idioms? You're right. You got partway through that sentence yeah. and Craig nods happily because <laughs> I'm vindicated. See, see, told you. Um, no, like if something's really easy, you might say it's not rocket science. Right. You might also say it's not brain surgery. Sure. Those are the two. But if somebody go-to. says it's not rocket surgery <laughs> or brain because science. The, because well, brain science is actually a thing, yeah. but rocket surgery. If they if they mix they, they they smash the idioms up, they goof it up. Well, with space, There's a term... SpaceX reusing all of their rockets, there sure. might actually be rocket surgeons now. <laughs> there's there's a word for that. There's a word in the English There's an language. idiom for that. Well, no, a word that <laughs> oh, means Oh, just a word. Okay. That means when you do that thing and it's called it's a called... malaphore. Malifor. Okay. I, I imagine pulled from metaphor and mal. And mal, which is bad. Bad, bad metaphor. <laughs> does a bear wear a silly hat? <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite is does the Pope shit in the woods. <laughs> That's the, the flip on that. If he's yeah. in the woods, sure. <laughs> he's really got to go. Yep. He's... <laughs> Don't judge a book before it's hatched. <laughs> Every cloud has a silver spoon in its mouth. It's not rocket surgery. You can't teach a leopard. You can't teach a leopard new spots. <laughs> <laughs> Until the cows come home to roost. Oh, that's just impressive. <laughs> they're be, easier to tip when they're roosting. It'll be a walk in the cake, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or a piece of park, I suppose. <laughs> Well, cakewalk and walk in we'll the park. Burn, and... We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds fun. <laughs> You've opened your own can of worms, now lie in it. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Just a list of them. I thought, I was like, there's a word for that. That's great. I love I love learning new words. Malifor. Malifor almost sounds like a death metal band. <laughs> Malifor! <laughs> yeah. Craig headbangs. <laughs> I bobbed my head forward slightly twice. Craig. I didn't throw the goat and whip my hair around. <laughs> Craig lovingly headbangs. <laughs> Craig barely headbangs. Malifor, they want you too. Yeah, it sounds like like yeah, the, the villain <laughs> in a Disney movie too. <laughs> or Children of the Corn. We'll talk about that next week. God! <laughs> I'm That's loving fun. all this call forwards, right? You're, you're like a psychic wizard. <laughs> we both are. All three of us. All if right, the well, dog could talk, he'd probably tell us something about next week's episode. Winter weather advisory. Oh, no. Can talk about weather? No. Really? Is that where we're going to go now? <laughs> popping up on my phone because, you know. Well, I must be a terrible guest if you're just checking the phone so regularly. Like, oh, There's. <laughs> well, it's turning on my screen. Self-deprecation. So notice. That's another one on my bingo card. There you go. Um, 
You wanted to play a game, though? Yeah, anyway, I got a game ready for you guys. If that's okay. Right. All right. So we did something like this once before. Uh, total ripoff from, wait, wait, don't tell me. Uh, thank you, NPR. Um, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. Where, <laughs> however, the last time we did it, I read off multiple news stories or items, and it could be any number of them would be true or false, and I made you guys guess, you know, because all of them could have been made up. Two of them could it was true. It was an... A, B, C, D, all of the above, none of the above, A and B, A and C, D and B, <laughs> like that. Something like one, of, one of those that took up half the page. Oh, good God. <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> all right. But I call this show, one of these is fake. Go. All right. <laughs> awesome. So the rules are, I'm going to name off three things pulled straight from the headlines, except one of them isn't. It's pulled from my imagination. Okay. And then each two, of you. Two will real, one. One fake. One Daved. One Daved. <laughs> And so you'll each take turns trying to guess which one is the fake one. Okay. All right, you guys ready? Sure. All right, so this time I even made categories because I guess I was bored this morning. So the category <laughs> is international. Make Liberia great again. A Twitter bot was created that corrects people who tweet the Liberian flag instead of the American flag has over 1,200 tweets. And this is because if you don't know the Liberian flag off the top of your head, it looks similar to ours except one star. Ah, so it's 13. 13 red and white stripes and a blue field with one star. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, I don't know how, if it's 13, but it's quite a few. All right. Then there's a tour of Hogwarts. The Queen of England could not sit during a tour of Hogwarts Castle, the, the Hogwarts Castle set, due to a known, little-known law that prevents her from sitting on foreign thrones. <laughs> then finally we have ninja traffic guards. A Japanese security firm is using security guards dressed as ninjas to control traffic and hopes be hired for the upcoming olympics which one of these did i make up? you can go first Mike. i'm gonna say the queen of england one was made up and the only reason i don't pick the ninja one is because i, I just want that to be true <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just gonna kind of will it into existence i'm gonna do like what the secret says you know the book the secret where you you know you don't actually like put forth an effort and try and, and make make your dreams come true and attain your goals but you just put positive vibes out mm -hmm. um, into the universe and you'll we had a coworker who had uh, written a check to herself for like a billion dollars or something and had it taped to her cubicle. <laughs> On 30 Rock, Jenna refers to, you know, I've been reading The Secret and all this time I've been secreting. <laughs> <laughs> she made a verb <laughs> of secreting, but it's secreting. Anyway, I think it's the, the Queen of England thing. I think that's... All right, Mike, what do you think? Um, well, that was going to be my guess, but uh, in the in the, in the, <laughs> the spirit of spirit of making this interesting, I'll I'll go with Craig's uh, the one that he wanted, which was the the, the ninja, ninja thing. I'll say oh, that's no. fake. I like that you both have so little faith in people. They're like, yeah, of course they're going to be using the Liberian flag instead of the American flag. Like you, that's not even a question in your guys's. Mind. No, no, I. No, that but, was real right away. But no, uh, at the mantra of Nerdburger, of course, is Craig is right, and in this case, Craig is right. Can we get a ding? That's a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was a while there. You you were uh you were on a, a run of winning the game shows. That's true. You lost a lot. Yeah, <laughs> for a while. Yeah, but when we did the British bird 
game show, I think everybody lost. So you know, <laughs> and you <laughs> wanted to do that again, <laughs> including the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we all lost. Very true. It was, it was, it was, it was that kind of train wreck that you just can't turn away from. Was it, it was really? Yeah, it and was. It, it was a fun train wreck. And this is for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> as Thank long you. as we're doing winner sounds, we can do loser sounds too. Sounds good. I like it. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So you guys are correct. The tour of Hogwarts was made up. However, it was inspired on the. I don't know if you had heard the Queen of England visited the Game of Thrones set. And she was offered a chance by the producers to sit on the Iron Throne, and she had to refuse because that law does exist. She's not allowed to sit on foreign thrones. So I did hear that, but, but she it was, was told a foreign, as a joke. But she was in a foreign country when she did that. Yes. Yeah, because they were in... Where, where is that? Did I don't they know. Do they that? film in like 10 different countries. I'm not sure where the Iron Throne is. Oh, it's, it's, it's like uh, Hungary or Bulgaria something or something like that. Like that. Yeah, but, yeah, and of course, Hogwarts is in England, and it's totally real, guys. So Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. but the I've in- seen people running through the wall at... Uh, <laughs> they have the photos yeah. at the like track nine and three quarter or whatever the heck it is and <laughs> as far as craig's dream of ninja traffic guards you nice. are you are in luck uh they are armed with fake throwing stars or shurikens yeah. and there's e- there's even a quote uh <laughs> those ninja noises yeah craig makes ninja noises lovingly into the mic okay all right, ninja microphone microphone yeah <laughs> i don't make any loving anything into... okay <laughs> yeah, i'm no love coming this way that's for ninja sure. are world-class icons you. and we may want people to feel familiar security or to feel familiar with security at sports facilities said miyoshi who is dressed in the guise of uh kunoichi or female ninja Wait, okay, so are they people dressed... in Japan are used to seeing ninjas everywhere well, where they're supposed <laughs> to be security? Well, so <laughs> a, a, apparently it started in a town that is known for a world famous ninja school. And so they have, a, I got the impression it was kind of Area 51 ish, where, you know, people set up a lot of fake aliens in Area 51 that, that, you know, the town near there, Roswell. You can buy a costume that's like an all black outfit. Yeah. So, you know, this plastic this, sigh and war, war, <laughs> warthogs school for ninjas and security guards. Yeah. So this, this town started this whole ninja security guards and ninja stores and things like that for tourists and things. So, but they are, they do genuinely hope that they will be the security guards for the Olympics. So, hmm. When do they get the Olympics? It's 2020, I think. I look at Tokyo. Correct. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think one of the times on this, I, I was on Nerdburger, we talked about how they plan on just, like having like man-made satellites fall over the opening ceremony, so there'll be a fake meteor shower or something like that. <laughs> we talked about that, right? Apparently not. I don't remember that, but I that's awesome. Yeah, you guess. I the... hope they can pull that off. Yeah. That... Apparently, it's going to be insanely expensive, though. Well, yeah. I just had a discussion with some people Better at work than Mr. about Bean, though, but. how much of a money sink the Olympics are whenever any city gets them and how they end up just like you know, giant swaths of land that are just abandoned now. All these buildings are just sitting around. Atlanta has a very good mountain bike park, though. Uh, yeah, because... they also have Atlantic Station. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which was used to house Olympic athletes. And now is there's like three restaurants and a movie theater there. <laughs> there's, there's, you go driving through there. It's Atlantic not a... Station wasn't built by the Olympics, wasn't that? What, no. What? What thing? They built some... the. It was the. There were some part dormitories. Of... There were the giant dorms uh, right on, along the interstate. Um, that are, but they're empty now. 
No, they're, they're there's something that was one they, of them they built a sank. bunch of stuff that's out. Of, you know what? I don't care enough. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Like one of them. One sank. of them sank a lot, and they had to rip all the brick veneer off of the entire building and redo it wow. after stabilizing the foundation. Yeah, I think Georgia State. Well, why is Atlantic Station so empty? Atlantic Station has a lot of shops. Actually, Atlantic Station is just. Um, you can drive through there. There's no people. It's not connected enough to the city. To it's kind of like I, it, okay. they they isolated it. They did. I, it's a bad plan. I misunderstood. Yeah, it anyway. A, anyway. Hmm. Next, back to the game. All right. So the next category is education. All right. This is called substitute twins. A teacher in Nevada was fired because his twin brother took over his class while he was taking a week off. the The twin switch was discovered by a fourteen year old student after stealing the twins' wallet. The next one is. TSA agent doesn't know Washington, D.C. is in the U.S. A TSA agent in Florida prevented a reporter from going through security because he believed the D.C. license was not from the U.S. And then finally we have a study shows that some clownfish have no personality. A study conducted by Australian, Australian scientists shows that indeed some clownfish do not have unique personalities and behave all the same. Which of these stories did I make up? Some clownfish? Don't have unique. Per- I didn't know clownfish were supposed to have unique personalities, but I still think that. Uh, I think most animals have unique personalities. I'm going first this time. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I still think that that and the one about the the driver's license are are the most um likely to be true. So I'm going to go with whatever the first one was. Is the fake one? <laughs> the driver's license was the first one. You, uh, we have no. The, oh, the TSA agent. You're saying that's a fake one. The TSA agent. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the stolen wallet with the, the twins. That's yeah, yeah. fake. Yeah, okay. Even though all three of those sound likely to me. I'm going to say the clownfish thing is fake. All right. This time, Mike is correct. Uh, the substitute twins is the one that I made up. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, there was Congratulations, a... Congratulations, Mike. Well there, done. There was a reporter uh, going through... Thanks, Craig. Feeling the love. <laughs> I'm not going to buzz myself. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that, that's Craig's prerogative. Another Uh-oh. unknown trope. There we go. <laughs> Alex Rebecca, I'm not. Okay, so <laughs> a few people are. Yeah. Like what one in seven billion? Roughly. Yeah. So <laughs> uh Yeah, so uh The math isn't precise, but about that, yeah. yeah. It's close enough. Maybe seven and a half. So uh yeah, the t- uh reporter was going through an Orlando airport, pulled out his Washington DC driver's license, and the TSA agent said that's not a valid US license. I need a passport instead. Um, eventually, the reporter was allowed through, but being a reporter, he obviously was able to get a few headlines. It. It's yeah. like the worst person to stop with that, right? Yeah. A reporter. I stopped a guy who drives a cement truck. <laughs> the guy just told his buddies down at the bar. No, I stopped a reporter. Yeah. Jeez. Did that guy get fired? TSA agent? You know, the article he did better not have. say. The article did he not better say. Have. He can't yeah. get fired. He better have. <laughs> they never get fired. You have to kill somebody to get fired from that job. Hmm. Even then. Alrighty, so the next oh, I didn't talk about the clownfish thing. Oh yeah, so uh Yeah, explain that. So the the line seems to be drawn by species of clownfish. They discovered that some clownfish species actually will exhibit unique personalities and other species just they're all kind of the same. So why they decided to study this or study this behavior was pretty unclear based on the article. Uh, but I have to say had, that because there was because there was grant they money had grant money they had to use around. up by a certain date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm doing ADA studies. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this is everyone's favorite category coming up. We have traffic. So safer twenty mile per hour zones led to a rise in accidents. 
A UK township found that decreasing the speed limit to 20 miles per hour increased their annual accidents. And we have Canadian game designer makes a board game about Montreal's nonstop construction. <laughs> the game rewards players for winning and not completing construction projects. So each round that you have open construction projects, you get more money. <laughs> then we have UPS study shows that using your turn signal delays deliveries. The shipping company did a study that found if drivers ignore using their turn signals, they can deliver 12% more packages in a day. Which one of these is made up? Your turn to go first. I'm going to go with the turn signal thing. It's going to be my guess. <laughs> we'll go with that too. We can, we can win or, f- or lose together. Okay. You're Same. Going, you're both going with the turn signal yeah. thing? All sure. Right, fair enough. Wow. I got to do a better job because that was the BS article. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Deduct points for the delay on the bell ring. And there's this, no... this is for Dave. <laughs> oh, All right. Next next time can, I'm going to... Can I'm the gonna... host lose? The host can lose, yeah. No, I, I'm going to my old format next time where you don't know how many of them are made. Oh. It seems a little more balanced. I like so. this one better. I, I bet you do. This one's easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently uh, there was, uh, with the 20 mile per hour deduction, it went from 25 to 20 miles per hour. Uh there is a concern that it would be too expensive to increase the speed limit to make it safer. Um, and the reason they believe, although they're not 100% certain, that accidents and actual fatalities went up because of the decrease in speed is that pedestrians felt safer walking in these areas. And so, and this was in, in England? Yes. Okay. Um, so more people were getting mowed down more in people getting mowed crosswalks. Down in crosswalks. Because they don't. They don't jaywalk in England. They don't jaywalk? No. I, I know this from uh, um, somebody I know who travels there frequently. And um, people, the crosswalk is like sacrosanct mm. in England. If, you are wa- you, if you're walking in the crosswalk, everybody who's driving around knows to look for pedestrians in the crosswalk. If you cro- try to cross the street, not in a crosswalk, they are not paying attention and they will hit you. <laughs> Wow. You will get mowed down, and it will be your fault, I think, but by the law. They're well, not liable. Well, the the article didn't actually specify if the accidents took place in crosswalks. Right? I'm, I'm saying they have to. They, they probably did. They probably did. So, uh, next we do have the Canadian game designer did create a board game. Uh, I figured that had yeah. to, that was just too interesting of a, of a game design dynamic that you included that because you find that personally interesting. Uh, like, not moving the game forward yeah. actually wins the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the game. I forget the title is something like corruption and construction or something like that. So, <laughs> and apparently the designer like me designed the game while stuck in traffic. So, you know, he had ready sources of inspiration. <laughs> I be. like that. Yeah. You going to pick that game up sometime if it's available. Yeah. If I see it, I definitely interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and the UPS studies actually based on actual studies that UPS has done. I used to work for UPS a long time ago and they actually do studies and things like that. For example, one of their studies found that if you step off the truck with your right foot, it will shave like 10 minutes off your day or something <laughs> like that. So they do kooky studies for sure. 10 minutes off an entire day though. Not, not 12%. Yeah. 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 But then it's also 10 minutes off your day. And it's, you know, presumably 10 minutes off of every delivery person's well, day. Well, sure. I'm just saying 10 minutes yeah. of an entire day not is not nowhere near 12%. Yeah. So. Although in Atlanta, the, anyway. So uh, <laughs> the final category is shopping. 
And when the starter is, we have King John rompers for sale on popular clothing site Get On Fleek. Second one is Barnes and Nobles now sells an erotic book about Pokemon Go. The book is titled To Be a Master and features BDSM stories about women playing Pokemon Go. And finally, we have Amazon Prime Insurance. Amazon Prime members will soon have an option to add Amazon Health Insurance to their Prime accounts, which will give them secondary health insurance. Which one of these did I make up? I don't know. They all sound pretty believable. <laughs> um, the, uh, what was the middle one? middle one was the, oh, the Pokemon Go. I'm going to say that's the fake one. Okay, we're tied right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, the last one. The, the Amazon. I was going to say, insurance. you could play this. Just because. You could play this like. Uh, we both win or lose like, together. Like Mike McCarthy, coach of the Green Bay Packers, and, and be safe and Just guess the same you, as me. So that or you could actually take a risk like a Super Bowl winning coach would. <laughs> and pick a different one. Sorry. That's okay. What is your final answer, Craig? The, the, the last one. All right, the last one, the the Amazon insurance? Yes. All right. I made up Amazon insurance. Wow, Craig wins. <clears throat> Although I, I, I would give Amazon money for anything. They've been, they're incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah, you can totally- Definitely the Kim Jong-un romper at getonfleek.com. <laughs> I woke up to that one this morning. I'm like, I have to put this on Nerdburger somehow. I'm like, oh, that's got to be real. <laughs> no, it, and it's, it's, it's a picture of only his face. Like, it's so enlarged, oh, it's only his face. It's like the cat, those cat you, Yeah, you don't even see head the, you don't even see the hair or anything. Just Aww, face. The hair is like, you know, <laughs> part, half, of, half part of the, the thing with him. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, no, there, there is total legit. You can go to Barnes & Noble's right now and buy a Pokemon <laughs> Go erotic story of BDSM story about Pokemon Go. Nice. That's that's that goes back to the whole the old Patton Oswalt bit. If there's a, if there's if you can think of it, there's porn based on it. So why why wouldn't there be Pokemon porn? Sure. Um, I'd like to point Pokemon out Pokemon Go. <laughs> just a quick aside on Mike and I are waiting to see if the Green Bay Packers fire head coach Mike McCarthy because they have dumped the defensive coordinator who hasn't done a good job of coordinating his defense for five years, and Ted Thompson, the uh, general manager, general manager as, who as hasn't well been as, managing very, who has not managed generally well for the last five years, or generally managed well. Um, um, also, a bunch of other lesser coaches yeah. and assistant people, coaches people that we don't really care about they want I, we're hoping that they bring in the new general manager and then he immediately fires mike mccarthy I and think, brings in his own guy i think uh i'm with i'm with brian from our radio show that we listen to up there whose opinion is that the this thing where he said he he might leave if he doesn't agree with the general manager choice is his out oh sure he's just covering his ass yeah yeah well here's my thought because my brother kurt made the comment about uh there's some you know like some some of the stuff that McCarthy had been saying, somebody reported it as you know is is McCarthy setting himself up to uh, to make a power play? Mm-hmm. You know they're sensationalizing it all. I think my, he's going to become general manager too because that worked out really good the last time we had one guy do everything. Yeah, I made the comment. Yeah, Mike he shakes his head. No, <laughs> I made the comment. I made the comment. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's going for a power play. What he's going to do is he's going to take just a little bit of power now so that he doesn't get any power later. <laughs> Just like his his play Just calling, his, his coaching yeah. style. Well, mm-hmm. well, we'll take the field goal now. And we'll get the touchdown later. Except you won't get the touchdown later because you won't get the ball back because the defense is terrible and you mismanage the clock and don't know how to 
actually take chances in the playoffs because he coaches us to winning seasons, but once you hit the playoffs, you got to win them all. Mm-hmm. And he is he's an odds player. And hey, you yeah, know what? The, got, odds play, the odds play really well to get yourself a you know a winning season. That's like get one of into those, the playoffs. That's one of the stat blocks on his uh, laminated thing that he holds up to hide his face. Yeah, is is uh, what are the odds for all the various situations you might you might end up in? And then he always goes with the thing. And he that goes has the with best whatever odds. thing has the best odds. And sometimes, except with the the icing have, the kicker thing, yeah. he he does that even though that has been proven to so, have the opposite effect. By a small margin, taking taking your time out when the, the the kicker is about to kick a field goal. Well, from a game design point of view, that's just boring to always play the odds as long. So you're not telling a very good story. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reaching for that's a good way to put it. Sorry. That's true. Then no, that's fine because it has not been a good story for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Mark my words, we are on our way to thirty plus years of. MVP winning Super Bowl or no MVP winning first round voting Hall of Fame quarterbacks 30 plus years yeah. two guys in a row that played over 10 years apiece and we're going to have two Super Bowl wins out of three possible because we did go a, one, that's even another worse. time and that's lost. even worse yeah. three Super Bowl appearances yeah. in 30 plus years yeah. of highest we've lost to highest John caliber Elway in his last season highest though, so. caliber quarterbacks yeah because of misplaced loyalty mm-hmm. anyway now that i've had my little rant that, that nobody really, <laughs> talking about stuff that nobody really cares about that's one of the things that craig does time from time to time <laughs> well, and then they started talking about football and it got real real dark what do people win <laughs> with nerd burger bingo like what kind of prizes do you guys have um uh, we'll send you, you get a sparkling strawberry flavored water. We'll send you a free episode of the podcast <laughs> next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that it? Are we? We haven't talked about uh, my kickstarters or board games. That's... Well, how much time do we have left, Craig? I don't know. Do you have plans for something? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I can totally Frankenburger this up or run long or. Do we have a Kevin question? We do. I'm going to hit that and then call okay. her a day. All right. What's the Kevin question? Oh, good Lord. Wow. How long has it been since you've been here? <laughs> Let's long. see. Our At f- least 46 our, shows. Our, <laughs> our, our friend. No, not that long. Because keep in mind, the first 10 that, were all during the Begathon. Kevin, our friend Kevin sends us a question every week and we answer it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> At the end of the show. You should watch. You should listen to some episodes sometime. We're pretty funny. No, no. I, <laughs> I, I've talked about this on the show. That's another. Yeah. You, one of the things you don't like doing is listening to the episodes because you get engrossed in the conversation. You want to respond and then realize you can't. <laughs> what do we got? I'm going to say right now, I have no idea what this means, okay. but I have a feeling Craig might. Okay. 46 question. Why does Nibbler wear a diaper and use a litter box? <laughs> Robot house! <laughs> Kevin. Um, Nibbler. This is a Futurama question. Nibbler is the little, the little creature. He's like you said. He wears a diaper. He's got like this little eye stalk on him. Um, he's Leela's pet. Um, and he uh. He he wears a diaper and and yes he wears a diaper and poops in the litter box. I'm assuming the the question is why does he do both of those things? Right, that's the question. Why doesn't he just poop in the diaper? Well, I think the diaper is there to um 
it was it was introduced to play him as like he's like this little baby animal thing. Eventually, you learn that he's an incredibly intelligent being from the future or something weird like that. He also poops fuel. I the pellet, oh, the yeah, pellet yeah, that yeah, he yeah. poops. Because okay, okay. when he goes to poop in the, in the litter box, it's always like, boom! <laughs> it's like this super, super dense, dense yeah. um, Each something. Each weighs over a thousand pounds. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's a fuel. It's like a ridiculous fuel. It's something crazy like that. They, they don't they. And he's actually in in, in the mythology the of the show, on it, right? I think something like that. And in the in the yeah, mythology of the show, right? He uh, he's responsible for like he's the one who tipped Fry's chair to cause him to fall into the cryo chamber. Fry tipped himself. Nibbler helped set those events up. Fry was the one that made the choice. Well, they 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 retconned it. Like Nip, one time they show Nibbler did it, and then another time like there was like there was. Like there was something about a timeline thing. They they play with the timeline stuff and they oh, make fair, they make, they, they do time travel jokes and stuff. Where but yeah, but Nibbler was involved. Like Nibbler was in some way involved with with Fry freezing himself and ending up a thousand years in the future. Yeah, he's, all, he's so why does he do both? I suppose so that he doesn't just drop a bomb by accident, like in a in a bad place. You know, <laughs> well not that you know the diaper would necessarily stop this super dense, incredibly heavy material from just. Ripping through the diaper yeah. and <laughs> shooting right through <laughs> through the hull of the ship. I'm assuming that the uh, the, 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 the the litter box is you know pretty reinforced. It must have its own gravity or something. I really feel that it's, it boils down to you. You kind of alluded to this earlier, Craig, and that's that Leela likes to infantilize Nibbler, and so yeah, she lo- treats him like a little baby, yes. no matter what. Even though she knows that he's like this incredibly intelligent being with a little spaceship, and is in part responsible. For the love of her life mm. being there and should probably show little Nibbler a little more respect if for no other reason than that. He's like a little a little tuxedo, whatever he is. <laughs> whatever his species is. I think they're called Nibblonians a... or something like that, right? Nibblonian? What? Yeah, there was some there was some weird name like that. Something yeah. stupid. And he wears a red cape for some reason. Yes. Do we know why? It's a whole cat lady motif that they're going for with Lila where she dresses him up and Oh, she she puts the cape on him, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I don't recall those specific. Like I've seen, I've my my Futurama watching has been episodes here and there over the course of what fifteen or whatever years. Oh, they keep canceling it, so it makes it difficult <laughs> to keep up with it. It's been canceled. I can't record, even. It's I been can... canceled a record number of times. <laughs> I, I can't even keep it separate from The Simpsons. Constantly confuse the two. So there you go. <laughs> There's your answer, Kevin. Dave, Craig, thank you for joining us. I was happy to. It was a lot of fun. I hear tell that maybe there's a new game coming from you sometimes, sometime. Yeah, no, we'll, absolutely. We'll talk uh, about that eventually. That sounds good. Cool. Where can they find you? You can find me at... As long as we'll cover that real quick. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> Newworldalchemy.com. I've seen new artwork up there lately. There's there's some new art up. Uh, the new game that you alluded to, <laughs> I've, I've almost finalized all the art. Uh, we're working on some quick start. Uh, rules as well for the game. Uh, I'm going to send it out to a mistake I learned. I learned a few lessons with alchemy. Um, one of the mistakes was that I uh, didn't give the manual to enough people to review it ahead of time. And so most of the playtests, which were in the hundreds, so it ended up being a really tight, solid game. I, I was the person, you know, the guy that designed it would explain it to people, which became very easy for me after, you know, a couple dozen explanations. I really figured out the best ways and the good, a good flow and what made sense to people. However, when it came time to write the manual, I wrote the manual, read the manual, handed it off to my editor. He read the manual, said, looks good. 
and we published. So I got, I kind of got dinged a little <laughs> on the manual. Uh, a few of the reviewers were like, great game. Manual reads a little bit like stereo instructions. It's like, all right, good to know. <laughs> so, but, it, but technically, grammatically, and spelling, everything was correct. Right? No, yeah, I mean, it, 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 make, it makes sense. It's just just only little... had two, two opinions on yeah. the prose yeah. aspect of it. So, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a little more dense than I intended it to be. I, but I, one of the things I was chasing was I wanted everybody that, you know, I, I wanted people to be able to play it absolutely correctly, even if I wasn't at the table to answer their questions. So I packed every little bit of information I could in there. And, I mean, we even talked about that when I was on the show and the game came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I was bragging about how dense the manual was. In retrospect, <laughs> that sounds kind of bad. Uh, so there are a couple of things I've done uh, in the Lessons Learned category. Fortunately, before the game was even finished being published, we put up a YouTube video where I explained the rules in, like, five or seven minutes. And it's, like, 80 85% of the rules, all you really need to know to play it. And you, it's still up on YouTube right now. And so I've printed off some little stickers, learn to play online, and then a link that can take you to that YouTube video. So I'm putting that on all the boxes I send out now that I've kind of realized that this will help people. This will help new players, you know. And then going forward, I want to lean into that with my my games. So with the next game that I'm publishing, I've been working on a quick start sheet. And the idea, I'm going to take, I'm going to go extreme in the other direction now. So this is going to be a single sheet of paper, front and back. You'll be able, the very first opening paragraph will be just a very brief, this is kind of how the game works. Not nearly enough to play the game in that paragraph, but it'll kind of prime the pump. And as you're reading the actual rules, you'll go, oh, okay, yeah, that's what that was. You know, kind of tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then kind of repeat it mentality that you get in essays. Mm-hmm. Pe- people love stereo instructions and essays, so I'm going to base my manuals off of those two things. <laughs> no, but seriously, so the idea is it'll be a two-sheet uh, paper with examples and big pictures, very few words. You could read it, and if you've played board games before or you know, you're just comfortable with that kind of a thing, you'd have 85, 90% of the rules. And that's enough That's enough to play the first time and kind of know what the game is about. Then I'll have the second manual, which will not be as dense, but will thoroughly cover any questions that people have. And then I'll have a little fact booklet as well that, you know, just might add answer obscure questions that most people don't think to answer or care about or get stuck on. But if they do, they don't even have to go online to get those answers. So I'm going to break it out into three manuals, three steps, end a video, and ease people into the game instead of hitting them just with this dense book so a, a frequently asked questions yeah fact or as i like to say a fa you <laughs> i will i will say this though i i, I do enjoy writing uh, role-playing games because the first thing that you put or at least that i put right at the front of the rules right when you start describing the rules is these rules aren't going to cover everything if you find something that you're not sure about make a call if everybody likes it that's right. And I'm, I'm stealing that for my next game as well. Like, at the, at the, that's, a little, that's a little more difficult to do with board and card games because you've got, you know, like a more definitive end that you need to get to. So you, need, you, have, you have all the steps you need to get to the end, whereas the role-playing game is just kind of like, you know, mo- most role-playing games will encourage you to go ahead and just like, you know, change this thing if you don't like it and I'll rule that in and out and everything, whereas a card game or a board game is like... Yeah, there's some as soon as you start messing with, and... As soon as you start messing with one thing, it might really screw with other things and... I, I will say though, I'm actually I'm borrowing a page from role playing game manuals in that regard. At the the very end of that double sided sheet of paper that just kind of gets people going, it really will cover eighty five ninety percent ninety five percent of the rules somewhere in that range, and the game will play well enough for your first game. It'll take you two minutes to read, and at the end it says, you know, if, if you have a question that comes up in the middle of the game because this didn't cover it, you know, you 
you can either just decide as a group how you want to handle this situation or check the actual manual for details, whatever you as a group and you know prefer or enjoy. Because some people will, it'll kill them if they don't play it exactly as intended, where other people are just like, yeah, whatever, say lovey. So I, <laughs> I'm going to try to borrow a page from the RPG books in that regard. There you go. Well, as, as someone who only reads technical manuals... <laughs> and nothing else. I'm actually kind of disappointed in most of what you just said. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, but did you? But get... the full rule thing is going to be there. The full rule thing. You is... can just you can take that one page thing and just throw it over your shoulder right off the side of the uh, side of the island. That's a little call forward again, too. Yeah. Thank you, Craig. I'm on, I guess I'm on board with that now. Yeah, I wore. I I, for, I forgot to change your work. Yeah. No, I forgot to work this into the show uh, that you'll hear next week. And, and the, the whole reason I wore the shirt was to remind me. I should have just wrote it in my notes that were on my iPad. I would have actually seen it. That, that's not how call forwards work. Ryan Johnson, that's not how Star Wars works. Yeah. There, I did it. All right. So, wrong. <laughs> that, which reminds me, I'm glad you mentioned that. Have you guys, do you guys know the origin of how the book Dune got published? You know, Dune, Arrakis, Desert Planet. Have you heard this story? No. This is really, really super cool. So, at least I think it's cool. Uh, so Frank Herbert wrote Dune and you know how in, you know, full unabridged massive tome that is that first novel, the back, there's a glossary that just describes, this is what the Ben and Jesuit is. This is what the Muad'Dib is. This is what, you know, Shalud is. And it's just a, a giant glossary in his initial draft of the book that he sent out to publishers. He put the glossary at the beginning. So as you can imagine, publishers open this up and like, well, what am I looking <laughs> it's at? It's a dictionary with weird, <laughs> weird words and names. Yeah. Uh, so Eventually, he ended up sending it to a publisher that dealt with only technical manuals for engineers. And I don't know if he did it on accident or desperation or whatever, but they looked at this and they're like, oh, a novel that starts with a glossary? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, I was thinking the same thing. And so the, I would have loved seeing that. <laughs> the first edition of Dune actually starts with the glossary at the beginning. Really? Yeah, eventually a uh, publisher that does more fiction-related books and things like that came and across And likes it. money. Yeah, and likes money. Looked at it and said, you know what would make this book actually sell? And they put the glossary at the end. If you started with the story. Yeah. And the rest is history. I, of course, read A Clockwork Orange in a publication version without the glossary in it. Really? Ouch. That was painful. <laughs> it was like 25% of the way through the book before I knew what the hell was going on. <laughs> you had to learn all these Russian words and all these, figure out what all these onomatopoeias yeah. are referring to. I mean, some of them were straightforward. It's like, you know, what's the, the old in, out, in, out, as Alex calls it. I, I latched on to what that was. Yeah, <laughs> that one's uh, <laughs> But there were other ones, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, Mike, Dave, congratulations on the most epic end of the show <laughs> thank you and follow up whatever diversion what's yeah. the word sidetrack derailment derailment all right it wasn't a derail okay anyway. just let him have it <laughs> fine fine it was a derailment mike where can they find us they can find us at didn't i do this already nerdburgershow.com at nerdburgershow on the twitters and the facebook email us nerdburgershow at gmail.com and you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about game design stuff from me and drive through rpg.com to buy those games and oh never mind yeah we already talked about him well we, we started could, with him we could uh are, have you plugged the panel we're doing together at uh andocon we'll talk about that eventually <laughs> all right we'll talk about that eventually wow we got, Mike a, and, got another one in. dave awesome. and i dave and i are doing a cooperative <laughs> uh cooperative game design workshop experiment thing Get a bunch of people at a table together, and we will spend two hours, and we will design a simple game together. Ooh. 
could be a role-playing game. If so, Craig is going to take the lead. It could be a card game. If so, I'll take the lead. Nice. And if it fuses the two together, then you'll take the lead. Hmm? What? Who, who are you talking to? You. Roll, roll the thing. You said you, but roll. you were looking at me, and I don't see how that is going to work at all. I was breaking the fourth wall and speaking to the audience. You at home will take the lead. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Dave Craig... Dave interrupts Craig at the end again. Mike and Craig uh, compile a list of all the show's tropes, including all of the guests' quirks. And one of those tropes is how Craig claims he's going to prep something for the next show or for an upcoming show and then never follows through with it. So go ahead and guess uh, how that's going to go. 